The internet changed everything for sales and marketing. Artificial intelligence is going to change everything again. Welcome to AI for Sales, a show that looks at how artificial intelligence is changing sales. Join noted author, speaker, and AI for Sales expert Chad Burmeister as he interviews cutting-edge founders, CEOs, CROs, CMOs, other business executives, and AI experts on the weekly AI for Sales podcast. Join the AI for Sales revolution. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO and founder of ScaleX.ai and the AI for Sales expert on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. Today we're joined by Ori Eisen, not to be confused with Eisenhower, but Eisen for short. And he's joining us from Trusona, T-R-U-S-O-N-A.com. And we're going to dig into some pretty cool topics today. So Ori, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Amazing to have these conversations. Artificial intelligence is here and it's here to stay. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of where it is and where it's being deployed. So I always love having these conversations with folks to dig into where it's being used in potentially your product, as well as in the customers you serve and just what you're seeing in the market. So before we get into that, I'd like to help our audience connect with you personally by asking, what did you like to do when you were a kid? I was a reader. I was an explorer and I love to play music. And I think the love of math helped me learn how to code when I was nine or 10 years old. And as you can see, I continued in that path into my adulthood. I've heard, that's interesting. I heard music twice today and coding in the same sentence. And I hadn't heard that up until today. So Actually, we should talk about it. I've noticed a lot of people in our industry, they're very good at math. And I think math and rhythm go together and math and music go together. It's not obvious to parents that they're math related kids because it sounds like a left brain thing and you should be in sciences and arts is music. But I do see a lot of people like when I have Zoom calls and I see guitars behind them, you already can see, okay, their mind is uh, wired this way. But I do think math and music are connected in uh, very interesting ways. Well, it's funny because I have one guitar on that side and one on that side behind my go. virtual green screen. <laughs> and I, I was quite should... good at math. So There you go. What good. guitars, if I may ask? Well, one's a Gibson. And the main thing is they're signed by uh, very famous musicians. So I went to a couple of concerts in Las Vegas and it was Rock mm-hmm. of Ages, I think it's called. Okay. And all of these guitarists and drummers and famous, famous people signed it so it's pretty cool so i don't want to brag but i'll tell you i have one guitar that is signed it's a gibson les paul it is signed by les paul and by bb king and i and i don't play that guitar it's just in the case all the time yeah wow my friend jim would be very impressed with the les paul guitar he's been a fan forever well that's cool i appreciate the i think a lot of times you know, people listening to the podcast, you never know where they are in their life's journey. And it's important to understand that, hey, sometimes you might feel like coding is where's it going to lead? And, you know, I'm a musician, where's that going to lead? Well, look at Ori, it leads to good places, stick with it. Follow your gut feeling and your path in life, and it can take you places. So how does that play into the type of work that you're doing today? Or does it? Yeah, it actually does. I had to pay the bills, so I couldn't just play music to pay the bills. I learned that very fast, so I kept it as a hobby. But ever since 
I started in banking and in fraud detection, I realized there's a lot of algorithmic work you can do, a lot of logic work you can do, a lot of statistical work. And if you put all that together, we used to do it in our heads and with software, you know, like R or SAS. Today, I think ML and AI are taking what humans used to do with their hands on Excel sheets and just helping to do it better, faster, easier. And I do think when I look at my own children, what they would learn now and what tools they will use going forward, a lot of that manual work will just won't be there anymore. So I'm sad about it because I do think it helps the mind. But I'm also happy about seeing the use cases that AI could bring to the field of fraud detection and authentication and identity proofing, because it will, over time, do a better job than anybody can do on an Excel sheet. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's interesting. Let's talk about AI in your world at TrueSona. I'm curious. I actually, one of the folks who worked with me at WebEx, he was one of my early reps from 2005. Mm -hmm. He's now the CEO of a company that it tracks. If you say you're a student at a university or you're in government and you're trying to get a discount at Mm walmart.com, and that's the kind of things that they do, I suspect your application, Authenticate People, Not Passwords, does it also do those kinds of things as well, I would expect? No, those things are more in the fraud detection space of living in shades of gray, of saying, is this really what I think it is? We have uh, taken our software into a deterministic approach, which means, do you have the certificate we placed on you? And if you do, then you are Chad. And if you don't, you're not Chad or you're a bot that pretends to be Chad. But we have taken it to the deterministic approach just because the decisions we need to make have to be done in milliseconds and without a lot of false positives. I think where AI plays the majority of the role is in analysis of the same data we already manufacture and others a minute later, 10 minutes later, 30 minutes later, because you get a bird's eye view of all the logins that have happened. We simply are given such a small window of time to operate in. So everything is optimized for binary decisions at the moment of the login. Wow. I mean, especially in the world of virtual assistants, and my company gets involved in a little bit of that. And I could see how all of a sudden a salesperson could have 10 fake profiles and, you know, the world doesn't need that. (laughs) Right. So what are some of the use cases of TrueSona and share with us kind of maybe there's a customer you could share or a different case study? Yeah. the, The clearest one that we use with salespeople is logging into Salesforce. Today, native Salesforce has username and password. I'm sure none of the listeners love to use that. If you have a CISO that is very paranoid, you need username and password and some 2FA or OTP or something on top of it. And what we do is allow you to log in into your Salesforce just by pointing the phone at your screen. That's it. No remembering, no typing. And I think the world is going to move to a point that passwords would look like it's stodgy old technology. Just like if I'll tell you today, Chad, I'm going to send you a fax. You're like, what What are you talking about? I think in the next few years, using passwords will be seen as like old school way of doing something. So salespeople especially, they need to focus on making the customer happy and selling something. Don't bother them with all kinds of um, red tape, if you want to call it that, to get into their accounts and do their job because you're going to have loss of productivity and loss of mojo there, right? They just want to get in and do the right thing for the customer. That's where I think we will see the 
uh, intersection of where Trisona plays and AI in the world of sales and sales automation and sales uh, enablement. Thank you for tuning in to the AI for Sales podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Scalex.ai, Pipeline as a Service, and BDR.ai, always on prospecting for LinkedIn. Visit www.scalex.ai if you want to transform your top of funnel prospecting machine, or visit www.bdr.ai if you want to hire a virtual BDR to do LinkedIn prospecting for you for just $500 a month. In January, I was hacked and I remember my Google passwords I literally saw it. Thank goodness I was actually watching it at that moment. And it just went, it was like a set of dominoes. And all of a sudden, my son's bank account was hacked. Everything that was stored in my Chrome browser, just the whole, and I had discovered later, I have close to a thousand different passwords by moving them. And it took me, to your point, about a week of work for 40 hours to go through each of those just to close off all the doors. Adam, I'm going to play the sad sound for this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but now I've found Trusona. Where's the yes. good sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that will come at the end when okay, we talk okay. about uh, what we can do for uh, salespeople. But yeah, no more passwords. Thank oh, God. Yeah, I'm telling you. I just remembering that makes me pull my hair out. But it was so important. You have to drop everything because they literally had access to my son, my daughter, my wife my own, all of my banks. I mean, they had it all. And it was like, okay, how much time do I have? So right. to race to the bottom, right? To see uh, who gets to your uh, login first. Yeah. And thankfully, nobody got a thing. And now everything's 2FA. I think I have 16 out of the 1,000 are duplicated passwords. And those are the ones where I'm like, you can have it. <laughs> cool. Have fun with that one. So thinking about If AI didn't exist and we were using Excel spreadsheets, what would your offering be in the marketplace without it? First of all, it wouldn't be there. I don't think the old way of doing things would lend itself to allowing people using smartphones and certificates and all the things we're using today. I also think that when you take the AI in sales specifically, I know you didn't ask, but I'll share it with you. I'm getting now, without mentioning tools, Insights that I could never get on an Excel sheet before. For example, say that you and I had a sales rep that is doing business with Acme.com. By hooking up their email box, right, to the AI tools, I don't need to ask him how many emails and when did you send to the customer. It's like monitoring it in a way that is very obvious to see. And I can now connect it to the CRM, connect it to the productivity, connect it to my board slides. And all of a sudden, you know how they say hope is not a sales strategy? When somebody tells me they're going to close something and I look at the analytics of their behavior and they've never called this customer and they had one email exchange with them three months ago, I'm like, come on, bud, you're not closing anything. This is, it doesn't even look like it's going to happen. I think AI is going to help us bridge the gap between what we couldn't see before, like we just believed our team when they said they did something, and being very data-driven and saying, okay, you did do your 40 calls this week or you did send the email, or you did get a contract like in the exchange, that would be a game changer for companies that harness AI in the sales process. 
You know, someone literally just asked me that question of what's the latest tech for that solution earlier today. And I said, you know, I've been hearing of a few. There were some five years ago that kind of maybe were ahead of their time. Yeah. And then I think they were acquired and now they're part of a large organization. So, yeah, it's real. I can tell you as a CEO and our sales team, we use these tools now. I didn't believe at them at the beginning because I was worried of the Geigo principle, you know, garbage in, garbage out where I was, let me tell you what happens in most CRMs, right? We enter Bank of America as the name of a customer. The next sales guy called them B of A. The next person puts them Bank America. Like, so you couldn't see the forest from the trees because everybody had their own interpretation of even the customer name, right? And so it was hard. And I thought if you are relying your AI on this human entered stuff between you and me, it wouldn't be so helpful. But the fact that it's now latching on to emails and domain names and things that are phone numbers, it's so much easier to know that you're getting all the data correctly and there's nowhere to hide. So I think that was the biggest breakthrough in my thinking, because otherwise just AI thrown with garbage data is not going to give you great insights. Yeah, I remember spending a lot of money on that. The customer master in Salesforce was always a very big investment and took mm -hmm. a lot of time to figure out how to sort through all that spaghetti. And you're right, you, got it. Today you can Trusona and make it easier. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thinking about technology versus people, a lot of times the elephant in the room conversation is, oh, this is going to displace so many people. What's your thoughts and insight on does this help humanity or does AI actually hurt humanity or how does that play together? I am opinionated about this, and my opinion has not changed in 25 years. There is no model that self-learns and is correct the first time. It just doesn't happen. That's a myth. You need human-supervised models always. There. Nowhere in the near future, you'll see something that would just kind of emerge out of nowhere and know what to do. Because it's a machine at the end of the day that can do a lot of calculations faster than you and I can link things together faster than you and I, but context and meaning is the ultimate game, right? Even if you look at the CIA in the 60s trying to just translate Russian into English with a machine, they got some gibberish that wouldn't do the job well, right? So I don't think about it as it will take the job from somebody. If anything, I see a lot of productivity and help to a sales team. And I see people that would still need to train, supervise, and build the next model. So could we look at some shifting in what the job roles would be? Probably. Maybe I'll do less cold calling and more work with the AI, but I don't think it's going to just replace humans the way we are thinking about it. Yeah. And that's been really the standard feedback that I've gotten from almost every guest is it grows the workforce. It doesn't shrink it. Just like the internet opened up new opportunities. Do you have a an estimation on how will AI compare to the internet, compared to efficiency, productivity, and overall growth? It's a very difficult thing to predict, but I do think it will put some industries on steroids. For example, if you look at Amazon suggesting to you items that says other people who bought what you just bought, bought this, that would not come with any kind of machine learning or AI that would look at patterns of data and suggest them. So I think it would make our lives better in that sense. I also know that there's the dark side of what you could do with data, but people have done that already. So you can't blame AI for that, right? It's like you can't blame fire for doing something bad or nuclear energy. You can light up a city or you can destroy a city, right? It's us humans who, at the end of the day, give context to the technology. 
But I think the internet 10 years from now, 20 years from now, that is powered with AI would make routing faster, sales faster, linking dots together faster. And my personal hope is that the medical field would go wild with AI because that's where I think we can extend the mind of one doctor to the mind of many. And that will give us like a whole brave new world. I know I sound uh, cheeky when I say it, but today, every doctor you go to, it's whatever they have in their head is what they're going to tell you. Imagine you connect a thousand heads together and they're all looking at the same thing. I hope for that to be the legacy of AI and not anything else that is a little bit more sinister. Yeah. Well, like cures for things. I talked to a biotech guy recently and he said that traditionally it could take 16, 18 months for them to try a drug against a certain population. And he said now, and they might have 18 different populations they want to try it on. So these drugs, they come in, they go out and they never make it past phase three. Now with AI, they can shrink it down to one to two months. And it can tell you, don't go after all 18. You need to go after this age bracket, this sex, this background. Exactly. So the amount of acceleration that can occur is just off the charts. Fabulous conversation. I guess, final question, and that is, tell us more about your types of customers, because there might be somebody listening to this podcast that's a perfect fit. What does your customer look like? What would be the business value of partnering with you? The good news and bad news is that everybody who's listening to me, who's using passwords is my customer, and it's pretty much every single one of you. Where we spend our marketing dollars are usually on regulated industries like banking, healthcare, universities, because they must, either for compliance reasons or obvious reasons, provide a security and MFA that every person can use. But over time, every single person listening to this podcast will go passwordless. It's just a matter of time. Wow. So with that, I think we need the Trusona sound there on the sign out. There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's music to my ears. It's like the gong at WebEx when I was there and we would hit the big gong. My brother-in-law captured that piece of machinery and it's in his house now. So fantastic. Uh, saw it about three weeks ago in Arizona. Ori Eisen, CEO, founder of Trusona, says that passwords are going away. It's just a matter of time. We all moved to email. We all moved away from the facts. I happen to believe that Ori's probably correct in this one. So Ori, thanks for joining the AI for Sales podcast. Thanks for having me, Chad. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the AI for Sales podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by ScaleX.ai, Pipeline as a Service, and BDR.ai, Always on Prospecting for LinkedIn. Visit www.scalex.ai if you want to transform your top of funnel prospecting machine or visit www.bdr.ai if you want to hire a virtual BDR to do LinkedIn prospecting for you for just $500 a month. Thank you for listening to another episode of the AI for Sales podcast with Chad Burmeister. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate the ever-changing landscape of sales to help you 5x, 10x, or even 100x your sales motion sales velocity through artificial intelligence. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit www.scalex.ai. Until next time.